Hello and welcome to the Rover Ramble podcast. My name's Rover and welcome to another episode of the show. Each month I'm joined by different special guests for a ramble conversation. So without further ado, let's introduce this month's guest. This month I'm joined by a friend of mine, Pear, who would like me to mention that he has more than two subscribers on YouTube. Pear, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a, it's, it's a pleasure to join you and listen to you say that introduction about six or seven times then finally giving up and just accepting you'll have to change it in the edit. It, it's been incredible already. We've only been here for, what, 10 minutes? I feel like I've been exposed, but the problem is everything he's just said there is completely true. And yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you're you're spoiling the, the hidden behind the scenesness here, Per. I, oh, I don't know what to say. What, what can I say? They, they call me a Formula One driver because all I got is spoilers. <laughs> um... Pear, um, what we usually do at the start of the show is have a little chat about what we've been up to recently. So what have you been up to recently? Oh, well, what, what a great question that is. Well, very recently, I, I just came back home. My parents decided they needed hedging and I work at a garden centre, which means whenever we need plants, off I go with them with my funny little discount cards. So they can get nice, cheap plants. And we've got some nice, cheap plants. I think they're nice. I don't know. I don't care if they live or die. But still, we've done that. Um, what about you? What have you been up to, big man, our dog? I feel like throughout this podcast, I'm going to get more and more strange insults and titles. Um, I'm just marginally concerned we're only about two minutes in. So, yeah, we'll have to I'll have to wait and see. But, I mean, over Garden Centre, um, is, it's an interesting place. Definitely not my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> this month has been, for me, incredibly busy. Um, this week is insanely busy it's taken us quite a while actually it's taken us a few attempts to actually get together and be able to record um but we're here we're doing it which is quite exciting and um in the world of youtube a mathograph season four is rounding up um towards the end of this week so the final content's coming out it's all quite exciting and all the prep for season five yeah it's it's exciting times but um manic really really a manic may month which i'm quite impressed that's alliteration there we got three words fantastic we're dangerously near funny here Content creation <laughs> also being set up for me because I've had exams recently, so I'm free from exams. I'm able to now make content more freely. I'm not going to do it because I'm very lazy. I think, oh, today will be a good day for recording. Then just look at memes for two hours and forget about any sense of reality or existence. So, yeah, recording's going great. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, congratulations on finishing your exams. I know it's been a busy few months for you. Um, yeah, we're, we're here. We're here. You're, you're past it. And um, you've got the joys of talking to me for an hour or so. So I feel like I am going to start losing my voice soon because the amount of laughing I've already done already. But this uh, episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about uh, our discussion topic is going to be the pressures of performing. Now, Pear, you suggested this one to me and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Um, this is a really, really interesting area to start looking at and explore and yeah so do you want to kick us off what do you what comes to your mind when thinking about pressures of performing i think one of the things that really made me think about this topic as a central idea is have you heard of the um comedian bo burnham oh, i haven't no is he a british comedian uh, he's american unfortunately and <laughs> he's got he's got a show called make happy and it's a show that is about performing it's a really good show it's on netflix it's not particularly family friendly i would warn you it's got some more mature humor but its central theme is about performing and how it's a, a sacrifice of the self to perform and you don't you shouldn't try to perform and live with an audience and i thought hey i know big man rover you know discovery himself could use 
some topics and I thought, well, it seems like a good one to dive into. That's really interesting. Yeah. And the moment you said it to me, it just, it looks it brilliant. And hopefully we're going to have a really interesting conversation. Um, so we, we've initially went down a few sort of ideas and some sort of questions about, um, about this whole topic. And I thought we'd jump in straight away. Now, what sort of performing do you do? Well, I think you've got to get a, a core definition of what performing is. If we, if we, treat performing as simply when you're recording let's say then obviously that's performing but i see performing as a move away from the self so i am obviously me but if i am changing who i am or how i act to to please someone else i would consider that performing so for example i work i obviously work in the garden center as i've said and i talk to customers and i'm obviously far more optimistic and yeah you are great you people give me your money i want to survive with them um, so that is, in a sense, performing. <laughs> it's putting on a character or a different sort of side of your personality to how you truly want to be because of someone else. That's a really interesting uh, definition. And I think I'm quite with you there um, when thinking about performing. Yes, we've uh, both of us, we create content and we have done for quite a while now. <clears throat> and we have that performance persona, which I'm sure we're going to touch on a bit later on. But you are right. We definitely put on a, de a characteristic dependent on our environments and what's around us. And sometimes masking the real us to suit the environment we're in. So anything from being in a workplace or at school or at university or wherever you are, there is often you put on a different persona around the people you are around to, in a way, protect yourself and to fit in, I think, is one of the one of the big reasons people do that. Um, and like you said, it might just be to uh, to do the job properly and not get fired. It is, it is accommodation to others at the end of the day. It's, it's meeting them on their terms because that's what you want to do when you're performing. You want to be relatable. You want the audience to agree with you and you want to agree with them as well. You, you go close to them. You, you, you play like your audience so you get along. Exactly, exactly. And I think part of that will be, I guess, sort of trying to um, avoid divisions and conflicts between people if you blend in with someone, which it actually becomes so easy to do. People perform all the time to blend in with communities, with groups, with people to avoid conflicts and things like that. I think we all do it. We're all in these groups and social circles where I think myself, when I'm in my recordings, uh, when I'm recording, when I'm live streaming, when I'm talking with people through Discord and in the community, I wouldn't say I am myself. I am my real me. I am I am Rover in that in that situation. Like I'm Rover on this podcast. I think it's a really fascinating. Uh, it's it's just so such an interesting area just to think and actually take a step back and look. Actually, where do I perform? Where do I act differently because it suits best? Can you even trust what we're saying right now? That what's to say we're not performing to you know become appeased we could be meaning entirely different things to what we say but we're performing still performing we are performing about performing about performing really um <laughs> and that's I mean, done the, the matrix isn't shambles there's no need for another <laughs> matrix film just play this in cinemas for like an hour <laughs> yeah. when, me when and you reopen. talking the new the new cinema blockbuster i think i think that'll work pretty well we'll have to uh, rig up some cameras next time and make it a video podcast though isn't that just a video um <laughs> it's true video pocket it would just be a video well maybe that that's a topic be. for another uh, podcast discussion is a video podcast just a video what the pressures of podcasting <laughs> <laughs> i'll list them for you right here <laughs> we are changing topics so when do you usually find yourself um, 
noticing you're performing and starting to perform. Where, do, you, do you find there's a certain division or is there a certain place you could look at it the other way? Is there a certain place where you don't perform and you are just yourself? Is that a limited place or is there quite a lot of places? How does that sort of work for you? I think because it's such a noticeable shift, right? Because obviously I know when I'm speaking different. It's a conscious decision that I make to, to sort of change how I speak. So for example, at work, because I, I love talking about my work, if you couldn't tell. Um, I'm often <laughs> having a bit of what what the youth would call a laddie bants with the other staff, you know, probably being very insulting towards customers. But as <laughs> soon as a customer steps up, it's been, hello, is everything okay? You know, it's it's a, it's yeah. a conscious decision to change. So I, I am very aware of when I am performing. I know I'm performing a bit now. Mm. I know if I ever record or I stream... I'm going to be performing then because the real me is simply not interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting. I was just trying to think about when I notice that I'm making a conscious shift and when I'm making actually quite a subconscious shift and I don't really notice I'm doing it. And I was thinking, well, when I sit down at my desk and my computer, I sort of automatically switch on to this, this recording voice, as I dub it usually, um, which is this really sort of more upbeat um, voice, where usually I wouldn't talk like I'm talking now in a conversation. Anyone who knows me in real life would, would tell you that, that I don't talk like this in a normal conversation, because, well, if I start talking around really jolly like this to everyone, I think they go nuts. Um, so it's yeah, one of no those death, things... I mean, I'm going nuts after, what, 20 minutes? So I feel <laughs> fearful for anyone else. So, yeah, no, it really is one of those things. I think when I sit down on my desk, there is a bit of a conscious shift. I am I am in my recording headspace. I put on my recording voice. The way I talk to people, the way I conduct myself, that's in, that's in my performance on that side of things. But then I think there's also this subconscious shift um, when I'm talking to someone I know in real life, um, and they might, be, uh, they might be older than me, they might be younger than me, I might be at school, I might be talking to a member of staff, I could be, I could be talking to anyone of authority or something. I think my tone would change compared to when the way I talk to my friends or the way I communicate with them. So it's, it's um, yeah, I think there's, I have both. I think I have this subconscious shift that I sort of automatically do. And I have the more conscious shift, which is where I sit down at my desk and I will, I, I turn on Rover, so to speak. Yeah, please, please never use the phrase turn on Rover ever again. Um, I realised, yeah, as soon as I said it, that uh, yeah, that, that didn't come out very well. This, this entire <laughs> bit's getting cut. Let's just be brutally honest with ourselves here. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would entirely agree. I think, I think there, there used to be a more of a divide between performer and audience. You know, mm, definitely. I think the so social media has altered that dramatically. Because if you think about it, if you, have you ever watched live music, live comedy, for example? Um, yeah, I have watched some, definitely. And there's a there's a marked difference. There's a marked separation between performer and audience. Performer stands on stage. Audience is away, seated or raving in the mosh pit, as the youths do. <laughs> there's a there's a clear difference. It's almost like a, a show of respect that I am up here and I am being me, and you will either like it or not. Whereas with social media now, you know, we can now perform split second. You know, someone texts me, bam perform bam change it's it's instantaneous 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. And social media was the, one of the first things that popped to my mind when you were talking about that. And you think now we're in such an ever-connected world on the internet. And even even looking at things like Discord, which I know myself, you, and a big proportion of our community uses on a day-to-day -day basis, we have this performer mode that we uh, yeah we turn on. And I think social media um, <clears throat> definitely, I, I don't want to say helps, but then I, go, I don't want to say um, sort of hurts the fact of performing. It just means we're doing it more often. And I guess that's down to the first word in our title of today's podcast, The Pressures of Performing. Pressure. Uh. Do you find <laughs> the second word in the title of today's podcast, pressures, do you find it, do you, do you feel pressure and feel stress when uh, thinking, okay, I'm going to perform now. I'm not going to be me. I'm going to be showing this, this side of me that I want to be showing. Do you find that stressful and, um, and feel the pressure of that? Oh. Uh, a shadow of doubt. I think obviously it's different case to case because performing is a very big umbrella term. You know, when I when I'm recording, I, I know I'm under pressure to try and be entertaining and try and come up with funny things to say. You know, when I'm when I'm at work talking to customers, I know I've got to be all nice and polite, and I don't want to even consider insulting their intelligence just a little bit. <laughs> it would be a it would be a disaster if I if I tried doing that. So I have to be very conscious of what I say and what I do. Yeah, you know, yeah, if, if if I get it wrong, if I say, oh, no, that's just not right, talk to my manager, get a referral, could lose the job if I'm insulting. So there is a sort of a, an inbuilt pressure to anything you do and performing. It's added pressure because it's not pressure of the self. It's pressure of a devolved identity. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Do you find, it's just come to my mind now, do you find that um, your your persona grows and your other um, performing persona, do you think that grows and develops over time or is it more stay a, six, uh, a fixed thing and develops with you personally or is it a completely separate thing? Do you see it as sort of almost two different people or do you see it as something very closely connected to you? Um, it's very symbiotic, I'd say, in the sense that it cannot exist without me so it is a reflection of me. When I was younger and I wasn't entirely depressed and through with the world and anything it could offer, <laughs> when I when I recorded when I was you know fifteen, I was always you know super excited. I was like, "Hello, everyone! I'm so excited! Yay!" That's exactly how I spoke. And and now you can see the bit of sarcasm that has seeped in with the world falling apart. And it 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 grows and it evolves with how you as a person change because it is it is a devolved version of you to use that term again. It is me but only the best side of me that people would want to see okay. rather than an entire different entity. I'd say, do you, do you feel different? I, I think that's a really interesting way of putting it forward, just a different side of you. And um, I I find it really interesting. I think I'm in a similar sort of boat. Um, I feel like you, when... No, I've got, it's completely gone. Right, I'll try that again. Uh, first cut of today's... <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit different to the way uh, you look at it. I, I definitely feel like I have a quite stark difference between Rover and myself. Um, when I when I sit down here, I've, I've taken on that pers uh, persona. I've I've got that knowledge. Though then again, it doesn't mean I'm completely, obviously, a different person. I'm still the same person who will go to school. I'm still the same person that sit down and record a podcast with you. Um, it's it's really interesting, but I definitely feel like there's more of a divide for me. Though then again my i will both sides will influence each other 
sort of both sides. I'm I'm waving my arms around. I know it can't be seen, but I'm waving my arms around at the moment, trying to just show that we've got we've got this sort of rover side, we've got the me, and then there is they do influence each other, they cross over, but they are separate things to me. I imagine you're sort of reinventing breakdance with these manoeuvres. Um, it really feels like it. I, I'm I'm trying to avoid touching and whacking my microphone at the moment. Do it. Commit to it. <laughs> Flack that mic. Rebel against all authority and standards. Do it. Uh, but I, I, I would say a seep from performer to individual personality would be not ideal because, as I said, performing is putting forward your perfect self, right? You are you are making a product out of yourself. You want to make that product as good definitely, as it can definitely. be. Right, when you, you record, you are putting out yourself, you are selling your dignity for the clicks and the likes and the subscribes. <laughs> you are offering yourself up as a product. You want to be as good as can be. So if you then have this perfect version of yourself and then you let that become you, I think you lose what makes you you because... You know, you are apps. No, no offense here, but you are not optimistic all the time, and you are not. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I am completely right? with you there. Um, there, there has to be, there has to be a crossover. You can't have two separate people. I think it's that's impossible for a human to do. And um, there's always going to be something influencing you. And like you said, there are some days I sit down and I want to record, and I don't have that motivation. And that's because of other things going on in my life and other other things, world things going on. And it's, yeah, definitely there are influences between the two. And you're right, it is basically creating this product that you're wanting to sell. However, selling, um, you may be doing that. Whether that's in person, you're talking to someone, you want to sell the best side of yourself. Um, whether that's on YouTube and making a video, you want to sell that video to the audience. Recording a podcast, you want to be able to sell that podcast to people, whether not necessarily for monetary yeah, reasons, but always just. Yeah, no. I, actually, if you said I'd like four ninety nine commission, <laughs> please for each treat for you, I'd like four ninety nine. Support cause... the podcast on Patreon. Now we are about halfway through our recording uh, session today, and Pear has just had a phone call, and I'm trying to encourage him uh, from an unknown number. I'm trying to encourage him to ring it back live on the podcast for us all to entertain. Like we said, it's the Rover Ramble podcast, so conversations go in any way, shape, or form. So, uh, Pear, are you going to do the honors and uh, ring this unknown number for us? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> it could be anything. What I'm worried about is it's going to be one of those scams that when you call them, it's going to be, yes, calling me is what I want you to do. And that could be concerning, I think, because then I'm I'm playing into their hands. It's a strategically poor move, I'll be honest with you. I'm but... walking in I'm walking into the lion's den and thinking, oh, they won't eat me. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> but the thing is. You, uh, you may have a broken computer that they need to fix. I might. That's true. I could have a broken computer. Yes. It could be possible. I I mean, I'm, I'm looking at notes and I'm also talking to you on it, but it could be broken. It could Who be knows? broken. It, it really could be. Um, <laughs> well, should we um, completely back change of direction? Uh, should we jump back into our conversation for today? I, you, can't, you can't be like, oh, we're going to completely back change when you yourself diverted us in this way. We, we we had a natural pause. I mentioned the phone number, and they were like, "What's up, guys? Welcome back to my podcast." Well, Pear will be calling the unknown number live, and you you thought it would be content, and it's just not been content. And I hate to shatter your dreams. Well, I tell you what, you filled about five minutes of the podcast already, so we're doing all right from it. <laughs> I am content personified. 
So Pear, now we've, we've looked at what performing is for us, what we think it means. Um, what would you say the downsides to performing are? The, the pressures of performing. I mean, that is it. It is a non-true reflection of yourself that you are marketing. And you will never live up to those standards, ever. And that is the danger that you sort of feel inferior to this to your other self and you're not good enough because oh when I'm doing when I'm doing this I can be so happy but I'm not and you're not that person always but if there is no disconnect between the two if the performer is what you want to be all the time it's dangerous it's to put it simply it's not bueno yeah that's that's a really uh interesting way of looking at it I think it's it really is trying to strike a balance which i think a lot of life comes down to have a balanced diet all of that sort of stuff it's um you are trying to find that that balance between the two you people will always perform that's that's a that's a thing of life um but would you say take a look at it in a completely different way where you're thinking of it as almost a completely different thing and not trying to merge two people together it is a separate thing would you think about it in a completely different way and say that um, it's actually, it is a part of you. It's like, it's just a part of you instead of performing. So this, um, this part of you will always be there wherever you are um, instead of it being like a separate thing that you try and merge with yourself. Isn't it already something that's part of you? Yes, you could say, as, as I have said a couple of times, it is just the best it is that it is your it is your product it is what you think the best of you is so it is always going to be very deeply sort of connected to who you are you know the best bits of me apart from my handsome looks and my bulging muscles would have to be sort of my, my puns my weird sarcasm and so when i perform i look to bring that out and almost overplay that side of me you know even if it's not a true reflection so it is always going to be deeply connected who you are to who you are but if they start to merge and it becomes all that you are that is the issue would you say that part of this whole performer's personality everyone has do you think you're sort of over um exaggerating a part of you um is it just you're trying to pick your best bits and you're really over exaggerating in a way is that what performance is would you think would you think it's um yeah you're trying to be something more than um you yourself are i think the idea of a best bit as an objective is a little bit i think you know it depends on your context obviously at work i would not be sarcastic and it would be about the best size but it is all about bringing out the best of you and having that be the main state if that is all you are saying if if your product is puns then you need to have really good puns. You need to really emphasize the fact that you make them. And I think that is why you see a lot of performers when they have a talent or something that works, they stick to it, right? What What's popular is popular because people like it and it's good. So people will just do that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, it's it's such a, um, I mean, we, we could talk about this for absolutely ages. Like what is performing? Um, and hopefully we've had, we've had a pretty good crack of it already. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's a really, really fascinating area. Taking a look at this from a completely different way of looking at it, why do we watch performers? Because they are perfect. Because it is a manifestation of 
perfection. There's no insecurity. There's no problem on the surface, right? A musician comes out to play, all you think is, wow, that they're good at the drums or whatever. And you think, wow, they make good music. And you don't look deeper. We watch performers because they get to live the life we want to live. Because all you see of a performer is them at their best. You don't see you don't see Justin Bieber at, at his low points on stage. I picked Justin Bieber because I thought you'd listen to him. You, you only see him at his <laughs> best and, and you're jealous because you want to be at your best. And it, it's a life that we would want to live. We, we want to look at our lives in the same way, but we can't because we just don't accept the truth that that's them perfect. And we, we assume that that minority of time represents the majority. Do you think, um, like, just as a disclaimer, I don't listen to Justin Bieber for the podcast. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> well, I have to do a podcast episode on music, um, but Justin Bieber is not part of that podcast. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting when you say that performers are always there to do their best, which you're completely right. I think when you're when you're going out to perform, you're trying to do your very best, um, and you you don't go and watch a performer if they're rubbish. But then again. You can have rubbish performers, which aren't, um, which just aren't good. You you could go and watch a comedy sketch, and it's just not funny, um, which I'm sure you're very aware of being not funny. Um, so would you, uh, no, would get, you say that's all about channels, performing? <laughs> I, I didn't quite hear the question. I was too busy being vaguely insulting about you. Um. <laughs> I was just, I was, yeah, I was just asking, would you, um, you can go and see a bad performer, you can go and see a sketch which isn't funny, does that mean that they're bad at performing, or, how, yeah, how does that click? It is all dependent, I mean, every, every bit of art, every bit of culture, whatever you'd like to call it, is massively subjective, I mean, you like Justin Bieber, other people don't. <laughs> you know, so, the people who may have thought, yes, this performer is good, may have a different interest. You know, and and that would then mean that what gets represented on stage may not be as good. You know, some of the videos I'm sure you've made, you look back and think, what the hell was I thinking about when I made that one? You know, looking back at my channel when they were popular, I made a tier list, but I made a tire tier list in Microsoft Paint one morning because I was bored. And what, <laughs> looking back at, I think, what the hell was I doing with myself at that time? What low had I hit? Um, <laughs> And and, I, and it's got to be something like that, you know, you, they thought at the time the, the quality brought out were good, the performing was good, but then exposed to a wider audience, it was not. And I think it all comes down to if people don't like it, you won't see much more of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that's really interesting. Um, and and you're right. Looking back, I'm I'm sure we've all done. If you're if you're especially a YouTube or Twitch or streamer or whatever, if you are a content creator, you're putting out physical or well, not physical, but um, internet physical content then you you can look back at yourselves quite easily and think i can look back to a video i did a couple of months ago and think i wish i changed this i wish i did this differently so yeah no it's a really interesting way because we like we said like we've sort of discussed earlier in the podcast we are always trying to push and to perform and show the best of ourselves but then i guess as we're ever developing ever getting new experiences um yeah, things change. Things change, and and you do look back, and we, I definitely look back on some of my old videos and think, what on earth was I thinking when I uploaded that? Why didn't I do this, or why didn't I just scrap the idea altogether? I'm sure we've all been in that boat at some point or another. Yeah, like your Minecraft 1.12 update video. Yeah, and I'm, I've got up your channel. This is just 
dragging you at this point, but your <laughs> advent calendar for 2017, or your Rover 12782 Patreon launch, which gathered 31 views. Wowzers, I'm leaving a like on that one. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, look, it's, it, 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 you know, I mean, I, I don't like looking looking at this, and it's not even mine. I mean, <laughs> no, no offense to you, but it's... <laughs> probably not going to be great and if i if i look at some of my oldest videos you know three years ago three years ago i would think these are pretty rubbish now you know live yeah, on yeah. twitch in one hour that's a great video i put out to get 15 views why would i even say that you know <laughs> i titled a video a kind of unfinished video what was i thinking exactly I think? exactly yeah no it is um it is I guess it is just this whole point of everything will shape us. We everything will change us in the way we um, we perform and we show ourselves off. And um, out of interest, um, how long have you been creating content for? Let me check my ears. So I, I I obviously go by pet now. Anyway, it, it's it's doing it for a while. For instance, like four or five years, I'd imagine. That's been a while. That that's been a whack of time and. What would you, of interest, what do you prefer? Do you prefer creating uh, video content uh, or do you prefer stream content? I think video content is a lot more time intensive than stream content, which is why I prefer streaming at the moment. Okay, uh, because, yeah. Because when I'm making a video, I've got to A, have an idea for a video, then record it, then edit it, streaming, pick game, open Twitch, be funny. <laughs> now, you... I did ask that for actually a reason, asked whether you prefer that recording or streaming, because I'm personally in the boat where I prefer the recording side of things. And I wanted to link this actually back to our main discussion point of the pressures of performing. With with when you're streaming, you are constantly on show for however long you're streaming for. Yeah. Whereas with your recording, um, it's you can stop and start as much as you like. If you don't like how something comes out, you delete it and you go again. Would you say that streaming, therefore, is more tiring, more consuming? Do you have to be better at performing to stream, um, or does it not matter? Performing, you get instant feedback. I think there's a big difference from recording, because when you record, I, I could record something, then release it as a video a week later and think, oh, if they don't like it, then I can't change it now, can I? Whereas if I'm in a stream and, you know, something isn't working, I'd be like, okay, they're obviously not liking this, I can try something else. It is that sort of instant feedback. So yeah, it is obviously more tiring because when you're recording, like when when you record a mathograph, for example, you're not speaking for two hours straight, are you? You're you're doing like ten minutes and then working for forty minutes, then another five minute bit, etc. Yeah, no exactly. Way. That's um, that's and that's one of the main reasons I quite like um, recording uh, compared to streaming, which I think is is complete opposite to us and it's personal preference. And I know uh, a previous guest we've had on the podcast, Loop, he's very much the mindset. He loves streaming. He loves that ear, that direct and instant right. feedback from the audience. Um, whereas I'm more of the mindset of recording. I love being able to actually spend time, really focus a lot of the time on what. I'm putting out there and obviously in the past some videos have done better than others and that will always be the case with any content you create um, but I think with YouTube actually you do get this more um, you c it can actually add more a sort of a stress and a negative feedback because let's say you spent a week on a video you upload it and it doesn't do well or it gets negative feedback then you you can't instantly respond to that and change like you said you can with streaming if you're doing something that's not funny or you're trying to be funny 
you can easily you can change. You can change straight away. You don't have to um, to wait another week or put up another video to do that. So I think yeah, it's it's an interesting um, way, and I think that's where a lot of the criticism of YouTubers come. But then again, that is the the whole content style of YouTube. Market. Yeah, exactly. That is the market for um, uh, video content. It is it's YouTube. It is this um, this sort of creating this perfect persona to uh, to present. I'd also say retention's a lot easier to do while streaming because when someone's streaming, it's very focused, very direct, and you don't get them for long. Whereas on YouTube, someone could be and you make an uninteresting video, you get nothing out of that. They they dislike, they leave. So let's say, for example, your latest video, I find it on my explore. I don't like it. I drop a dislike. I never watch it again. You gain nothing out of that interaction. Whereas if people swing by stream, you know, they say, oh, this isn't that good. I could suggest things to improve or I could just go and not do anything. When people don't like you streaming, nothing happens as the consequence Hello of it. You and just welcome back to Whereas with video making, it's a lot harder to, to fix what's wrong and, you know, get retention for potential new viewers, I find. Yeah, no, that is that's a really interesting way of looking at it. And you are right, there is definitely um there is positives and negatives between the two. And again, we're coming up great uh podcast episode here. We definitely I need to get on another streamer. We'll we'll do have hopefully have a real be discussion. recording podcasts into the new year with how many topics we've come up with. You know, I've got I've got your twenty twenty one itinerary all sorted. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you really have. And a spoiler to uh, the people listening, we have a whole bunch of um, of podcast plans. I can't wait. We've got so many awesome guests coming up. Uh, hopefully, things will really improve after today's episode. <laughs> you just saying I'm bad. Co- I'm bad content. Then. <laughs> oh, things are going to get better once that pair guy's gone. Am I right? <laughs> Now, Pear, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Uh, we've had a fascinating discussion today. I really hope the listeners have enjoyed this. And please let us know your thoughts down in the comments section on the YouTube if you're watching there or let us know all your feedback. We'd love to hear uh, your thoughts. We'll all be watching the comments and respond. So, we, yeah, let us know what you think of today's discussion about the pressures of performing and what is performing. Um, so, Pear, what we tend to do at the end of every episode of the podcast is we like to get you to rate your experience. So, Pear, out of five, how's your experience been today? Um, how low am I allowed to go? Well... Am I, am I allowed to go into decimals? <laughs> it's been fun. I give it a four. Give it a four. You know, you, you did threaten to send me bad weather at some point, so I, I can't give you a five for threatening to, you know, cause a storm at my location. But yeah, I've enjoyed it. It's been a good, good bit of laddie banter. It, it, it has been some laddie banter and some interesting discussions. So four out of five, we've lost our streak, people. Uh, we've lost our streak. Oh, sorry. Five out of five. Five out of five. Hooray! If I don't give five, I won't be allowed back on in the future. <laughs> he, he's fooled the system. He's, he's seen straight through it. So, Pear, let the listeners know where they can find a bit about you on the internet. So I'm I'm pair sort of on everything, no caps, no spaces. So YouTube, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash pair sort of. My Twitter, twitter.com forward slash pair sort of. My Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash pair sort of. You can catch me live on Twitch with no real frequency. Um, I use Saturdays and Mondays are usually do good days for me. So you might see me then. If you want to know more exactly, I do have a very poorly made and operated Discord that you could find off my YouTube. So you could join there and then you could know when I'm streaming if you want to or if you don't. And I wouldn't blame you either way. (laughs) 
Well, thank you very much, Bear. Um, similarly, I can be found all over the internet. I can be found on youtube.com forward slash Rover1. Twitter, I can be found at twitter.com forward slash Rover1 underscore. And I can follow through those links. You'll be able to find me on Twitch and other platforms as well. Recently, we had the Amathcraft stream day and I'm hoping to get back into streaming just that a little bit more. Um, so that'll be very, very interesting. And I'm sure that'll come up in a future episode of the podcast. But for today, that is all the time we have. So be sure to follow and share the podcast. Have you enjoyed today's episode? Have you found it interesting? Then make sure to share it to a friend that really has supports us lots and lots. This episode of the podcast, alongside all the previous episodes of the podcast, can be found on all of your favourite podcasting platforms, including YouTube. So be sure to give us a follow. Thank you ever so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.